I keep seeing a lot of people on Twitter saying that Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears fleeced the Panthers for the number one overall pick. And I'm just trying to figure out, how is this a fleecing by Ryan Poles? Because I think that the Panthers gave up pretty fair compensation. They're giving the Chicago Bears their first and second round picks in this year's draft, which includes the ninth overall selection, plus their first and second round picks in next year's draft to go along with DJ Moore. DJ Moore is one of the NFL's most underrated wide receivers. And if you're considering this trade a fleecing because you took away the Panthers' best receiver, I mean, I can somewhat understand where you're coming from, but at the same time, I still disagree with you. You want to know why? Because it's way harder to find an elite quarterback than it is to find a good receiver. Elite quarterbacks probably come around a dime a dozen. Hell, there's teams that have solid quarterbacks that are still looking to upgrade because they want elite quarterback play. So therefore, if you're Carolina, if you got to sacrifice DJ Moore in order to put yourself in position at landing your franchise quarterback, it's a necessary sacrifice because you can easily find good right receivers. You already have one on the roster and Terrence Marshall. All he really needs is the opportunities. You can trade for a wide receiver. You got Allen Robinson, DJ, DeAndre Hopkins that's out there. I mean, you could sign a receiver in free agency. You could draft one in the later portions of the draft. Like, it's not hard to find good receivers in the league. Elite quarterbacks only come a dime a dozen. You don't find them very often. I think that this trade is a win-win for both organizations. The Carolina Panthers finally get the opportunity at stabilizing their quarterback position. Carolina hasn't had stability at QB ever since they kicked away Cam Newton. Ever since Cam Newton walked out of Carolina, they started Teddy Bridgewater, PJ Walker, Sam Darnold at QB. I don't know who else they started at QB. Baker Mayfield? For Carolina, is it worth giving up DJ Moore for the number one overall pick, plus two first rounders and two seconds? Hell yeah, it is. You you can find another receiver that's as good or better than DJ Moore. You're not going to find too many elite quarterbacks in this league. For the Chicago Bears, they finally give Justin Fields a proven wide receiver to throw the football to. Last year, they had Justin Fields throwing to Nikhil Harry, a guy named Byron Pringle, whose last name almost sounds like Pringles, my favorite chips to eat. And Darnell Mooney, their best receiver, was injured for the majority of the year. And yet, there's people that sit here and question Justin Fields' legitimacy as a NFL quarterback because they question his ability to have success throwing the football, but yet they don't really know who he was throwing to last year. There's people who keep saying, well, he was throwing to Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. Dude, Darnell Mooney was injured for most of the damn season. And Cole Komet, this dude ain't do nothing until about the second half of the year. You finally give Justin Fields a true receiver to throw the football to. This is a win-win trade for both organizations. Both fan bases should be happy. But to say that the Chicago Bears fleeced the Carolina Panthers, I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Especially when you consider 
what Miami got in return for the third overall pick. Imagine if Miami would have had the number one overall pick, what they kind of what they could have gotten in return. I mean, I'm not saying that Chicago didn't pull off a good trade. This is a good trade, but this isn't a one-sided trade. Maybe Bears fans are super excited about Ryan Poles being able to make this trade happen because they remember his previous trade that he did around the trade deadline that didn't go all too well. Do y'all want me to mention the guy he traded for? Which ended up resulting in pretty much a first-round pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm going to say his name anyway. Chase Claypool. What did he do last year? Pretty much nothing. So maybe there's a lot of Bears fans who are excited because this looks to be a very good trade by Ryan Poles that should work out. But to say that the Bears robbed or fleeced Carolina... You're pushing it just a little bit too much. This is a good trade for both parties involved. You guys let me know how you guys feel about this trade. Who do you guys think won this trade, if any? Did Chicago win this trade? Did the Panthers win this trade? Or is this just a win-win scenario for both organizations? Because like when it comes to trades... Every time a trade happens, rather it be in the NBA or the NFL, there's always people asking, who won the trade? Why can't we just say both teams won the damn trade? Because they did. As long as Carolina doesn't draft Anthony Richardson or Will Levis number one overall and they draft either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, this trade should work out perfectly fine. Unless Carolina gets a little bit bold and they do want to draft Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, then this trade probably, you can say, in a year or two was the ultimate robbery by Ryan Pace. But right now, at this moment, many people expect C.J. Stroud to be the number one overall pick, and if not him, Bryce Young. I don't see how this is a fleecing by the Chicago Bears. It's not. They they won this trade and Carolina won this trade. But you guys let me know how you guys feel about this down in the comment section down below. Make sure that you like the video, subscribe to the channel for more NFL videos and content. Make sure that you check out the JT Sports Podcast. Every video that's uploaded on the channel is available in audio format on all podcasting platforms. Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, wherever you get your podcast from, you can find the JT Sports Podcast. I will see you guys with another video shortly. Two times a year, the Raiders have to play two of the NFL's best quarterbacks and Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, along with facing off against some of the greatest offensive minds in the history of this game and Sean Payton and Andy Reid. They get rid of Derek Carr. They say, Derek Carr, you suck. You're a bum. You're not good enough to start that quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders. And do you know who they decide to replace Derek Carr with? The guy who wasn't good enough to cut at that quarterback for Josh McDaniels, Jimmy Garoppolo. The Las Vegas Raiders are signing Jimmy G to a three-year contract worth $67.5 million, $34 million guaranteed. How does Jimmy G make Las Vegas a better team this season than what they were last year when they had Derek Carr under center? That makes absolutely no sense to me. This is, at best, a lateral move. You're going from Derek Carr, a guy who 
took you to the playoffs when you had an interim head coach, you kick him out, you say, you're not good, and you're going to replace him with Jimmy Garoppolo, man? Jimmy Garoppolo, the guy who is the definition of fragile luggage, handle with care, that, that's what needs to be taped on Jimmy Garoppolo's helmet, fragile, don't hit him too hard because he will get injured, literally, the dude can't stay healthy, he struggles to make big throws and big moments of games, time in and time out, and you are going to sign him, and you, Josh McDaniels, with your job possibly being on the line, you're going to put your job security in the hands of Jimmy Garoppolo, doesn't seem like a smart decision to me, but okay, now can Jimmy Garoppolo have success in Las Vegas, absolutely, all the talents there for him to be successful, you have Devontae Adams, you're throwing to third and Renfro, you got Darren Waller at tight end, Josh Jacobs at running back, you got a pretty good offensive line, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's able to stay healthy, and he plays serviceable, the Las Vegas Raiders, if their defense improves, it could be a pretty tough outing, but you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo to take you to the playoffs in a quarterback-driven conference. The majority of the NFL's best quarterbacks all reside, or most of them reside, in the AFC. Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence. Some of the NFL's top quarterbacks, most of them play in the AFC. For you to make it far in this conference, you need good quarterback play, point blank period. This isn't the early 2010s when you could win with a Joe Flacco or a game manager at quarterback. If you're trying to win a Super Bowl, you need elite quarterback play. Lamar Jackson is out there, a former MVP. Although he does have a history with injuries, if I had to choose between Jimmy Garoppolo and Lamar Jackson and my job was on the line, I'm putting my faith in Lamar Jackson. Yeah, you would have had to give up two first rounders and you would have had to pay a hefty salary for him, but that's the price that it takes to land an elite quarterback. You're sitting here trying to be cheap, signing Jimmy Garoppolo just because he knows the system. Okay, cool, he knows the system, but is he going to be around to even execute at a high level? Even if he does play well, you don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to last a full 17-game season. And I'm not trying to predict injuries because that would be ignorant of me too because you can't predict injuries. But I do think that there is a very high chance that Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't last the full season. He's only played, what, 15, 16 games? How many times so far throughout his NFL career? There is a reason why the 49ers... Gave up three first-round picks to trade up for Trey Lance. You want to know why? Because Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't good enough to cut it. And yet, the Las Vegas Raiders, playing in a division in the conference with the majority of the NFL's best quarterbacks, are going to say, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the guy who's going to take us toe-to-toe with Mahomes, Herbert. Come on, man. If you're a Raiders fan right now, I know you have to be feeling really upset. Even though most of us expected this to happen, there were really only three places Jimmy Garoppolo was going to land. Either the New York Jets, 
but it looks like they're in on Aaron Rodgers, the Houston Texans, or Las Vegas. This is a situation where Jimmy Garoppolo can thrive in. The talent is there, but the thing with Jimmy Garoppolo is that he's inconsistent. One week, he plays well. Another week, he plays average. And two weeks after, the dude either gets injured or plays like hot shit. Why would you want this kind of inconsistency at quarterback? And for any Las Vegas fan that tries to find a reason why Derek Carr isn't better than Jimmy Garoppolo, I would love to hear your arguments. I would love to hear why this move makes the Raiders a better football team. You replace Derek Carr with the quarterback who is just as good or maybe worse and also is unable to stay healthy for a full season. How does that make any sense? The Raiders just continue to show us why they are the Raiders. One of the worst-ran franchises in the NFL and one of the worst-ran franchises in all the sports. I mean, you had some better options out there. You could have traded for Aaron Rodgers. Like Aaron Rodgers wasn't even willing to listen to what the Las Vegas Raiders had to pitch to him. This dude is going to go to the New York Jets and potentially play with his friend Nathaniel Hackett at OC, the guy who was abysmal as head coach for the Denver Broncos, the dude who played a part in Russell Wilson's demise. This dude rather play or potentially get traded to the New York Jets versus getting traded and being reunited with this former wide receiver in Las Vegas. Let me know what you guys think about the Las Vegas Raiders signing Jimmy Garoppolo down in the comment section down below. If you're not following me on Instagram, make sure that you go ahead and do so at JT Sports underscore. So a couple of days ago, I made an Instagram reel giving my thoughts on the Ravens decision to put the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson. And I said that, look, if Lamar Jackson is truly looking for a fully guaranteed contract, no NFL team is going to give him that because he's been injured during the second half of the year for the Baltimore Ravens for two consecutive years in a row. These owners were really pissed when the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson that fully guaranteed contract. Therefore, in order for you to get one, you got to be completely flawless. You got to ball out and you got to be able to stay healthy because if not, these teams are going to look for any reason not to give you a Deshaun Watson kind of deal. And for Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, with him getting injured, once again, and missing the second half of the year for the Baltimore Ravens for back-to-back -back years in a row, the Ravens had all the ammo that they needed to not give Lamar Jackson a Deshaun Watson kind of contract. And I thought that I was being very reasonable and very fair when I said this. But boy, when the comments started to roll in, I'm not even going to hold you. I had to log out of Instagram for a couple of hours because... The kind of criticism that I was receiving for this take was criticism that, to be honest with you, I wasn't really prepared to handle at the time. You see, I've gotten pushback in the past for certain takes, but I've never had people calling me a coon or Uncle Ruckus, all because I said that no team is going to give a fully guaranteed contract to a guy who has a history 
of being unable to stay healthy, especially late in the season. And I thought that was a pretty fair point. But people were really upset with that. And there were people saying that, well, JT, Lamar Jackson is better than Deshaun Watson. And Deshaun Watson is getting a fully guaranteed deal. So, so should Lamar Jackson. And yes, you're right. I agree with you. Lamar Jackson should get a fully guaranteed deal because he is better than Deshaun Watson. But guess why he doesn't have one? Because he's been injured for two straight seasons in a row. And then you have people saying, well, JT, it's not Lamar Jackson's fault he got injured. The Ravens asked him to do so much. He has to be Superman. And you're right about that. But guess what? These NFL teams don't give a damn how much they use you. If you get hurt, you get hurt. They don't, they're not going to be like, okay, we're still going to give you a fully guaranteed deal even though you've been hurt the last two years. It's because we've used you for so much. No, no, that's not how these NFL teams operate. I know that's how we wanted to operate, but that's not how the NFL works. Any player who's been injured during a contract year, it's always negatively affected their contract negotiations. People keep saying injuries are a part of football. Yes, they are. But you better hope you don't have one during your contract year because it's going to hurt you. It's always been like this. That's always been the business of the NFL. People keep saying, well, JT, he should get a fully guaranteed deal because he's a former MVP. Yeah, Lamar Jackson is a former MVP. But can you tell me when that was? Lamar won MVP in 2019. It is currently March 11th, 10, 12 p.m. Eastern time in the year 2023. What has Lamar Jackson done since he won MVP? He's been injured for two straight seasons in a row. And although that may be unfair to Lamar Jackson, it's unfair, JT. Just because Lamar Jackson got injured, he just still get what he wants, man. You're right. But guess what? Life isn't fair. It isn't fair that I have to live the rest of my life in student debt all because I choose to go to college to want to provide myself with a better future for not only me and my family. It's not fair that some of you guys have to wake up and clock into a nine to five every day. But guess what? That's life. Life isn't fair. Life isn't roses. So therefore, for Lamar Jackson, he gets injured during his contract year. Guess what happens? The Ravens have all the ammunition that they need to not give him what he's asking for. You can complain about it being not fair all you want to, but guess what? That's the league. That's the NFL. These owners are looking for every single reason not to pay you. And if you're an owner and you're a CEO, you probably will feel the same way. Check this out. You're in the car, you're you're in the car lot, right? And you have a Lamborghini and you got a Porsche. The Lamborghini costs 400,000, the Porsche costs 350,000, right? Now, of course, everybody wants the Lamborghini because it's the Lamborghini, the name recognition, plus it looks nice, but this Lamborghini though has some issues with the engine. And it also isn't reliable. It has a history of breaking down and whatnot. So therefore, what car are you going to go with? Are you going to go with the Lamborghini and pay more money for it, even though it has a history of not being reliable in the past? Or are you going to pay for the more reliable vehicle? 
you're going to pay for the more reliable for the more reliable vehicle. So therefore, if you're an NFL owner and you have a quarterback who's been injured for two straight seasons in a row, why are you going to commit that kind of money to a guy who you're not going to be able to trust to stay healthy year after year? And you can say, well, I trust Lamar. Let's be honest, man. We've seen quarterbacks with Lamar Jackson skill sets in the league for several decades. And anytime they start getting injured, they continue to get injured. Come on, man. Y'all making this seem like this is something that we haven't seen before. You see, I love Lamar Jackson just as much as you guys love Lamar Jackson. I feel if Lamar Jackson never got injured, he would have gotten a fully guaranteed contract. But guess what? Since he got injured, the Ravens had everything they needed not to give him one if that's truly what he was asking for you can complain about it not being fair you can say Lamar Jackson is better than Deshaun Watson you can say when Lamar Jackson is healthy he's a winner he wins 75 percent of the games that he plays in but guess what if you can't stay on the field and you can't stay available, that's always going to be one of the biggest knocks that teams are going to have against you getting what you want if you're an employee at your job and you constantly miss days or you constantly call out and then you ask your boss for a raise, do you think you're going to get a raise? Hell no. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get cussed out and you're going to have your boss send you to get the F out of his face before he ends up firing you. If me and you call out of work for several days, guess what happens? We don't get paid and we get fired. So therefore for Lamar Jackson, no team is going to give him a fully guaranteed contract with him being injured for two consecutive years in a row. Well, JT, Geno Smith and Daniel Jones got paid. Neither one of those guys were asking for Lamar Jackson kind of money. Neither one of those guys were asking for fully guaranteed money. All Daniel Jones wanted was 45, was 40 something million a year. He got it. He didn't get a fully guaranteed deal. Neither did Geno Smith. Lamar Jackson is asking for a deal that not a lot of quarterbacks are going to be able to ask for. Does he deserve it? He should. But the reason why he doesn't have it is due to how the NFL business works. A lot of you guys look at it and you say, that's Lamar freaking Jackson. Give that man everything he wants, but you don't truly understand the business side of the NFL. And for those of you guys who don't grasp the concept of the business side of the NFL, that's why people call you a casual. Because casuals look at players and they say, yeah, he should get paid. But they don't look into the business side of the NFL. And even when you pay Lamar Jackson, are you really going to be willing to pay a guy who's been injured and hasn't proved that he can stay healthy for two years in a row and he's going to allocate over 50 million dollars a year and cap space if you give Lamar Jackson a fully guaranteed contract do you know that that would take up roughly about 20 to 23 percent of the Baltimore Ravens salary cap annually how are you going to be able to surround him with more weapons how are you going to give him a better offensive line if you are allocating so much resources to him that you can't afford to improve at other positions so it's like I get why people were so upset, but at the same time, 
I would pay Lamar Jackson if he was to stay fully healthy. But at the same time, a lot of you guys have to put your business hats on. And you guys know that paying a quarterback that has a history of being unable to stay healthy doesn't end up going all too well. You're not going to pay for a vehicle that has a history of being unreliable. That's just is what it is. And you can complain and yell and gripe about it being unfair all you want to. But that's just how this league operates. Name me one player that's had a history of being injury prone that ended up getting a contract that made them the highest paid at the position. You can't find too many. You can find outliers, but it's not something that happens on a consistent basis. I hope Lamar Jackson gets a fully guaranteed contract. But if Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, and Trevor Lawrence are able to stay healthy, they're going to end up getting it. I bet you that Joe Burrow ends up coming close or ends up getting a fully guaranteed contract from Cincinnati. You want to know why? Because not only does he have the talent to worth deserve getting one, but also if he can stay healthy, then the Bengals aren't going to have no ammunition that they can use against Joe Burrow and not giving him a fully guaranteed deal.